going. Hello, everyone. Rob's just got, he's just said, well, we're just recording straight off the bat because Rob set fire to his hand the other day and yeah. I thought it'd be worth talking about. When um, I was just fucking around as you do, but um, there was kids around the fire and uh, I was going, saying to the kids, stop running, you know, keep yourself away from the fire, do not touch this, don't do that, right? And there's, I don't know how many, there must have been about six or seven kids running around. And I was drinking bud and I was flying, flying through them, as you do, right? And I just, a piece of wood fell out, but I didn't notice. And I just picked it up, right, and it was like on fire, this piece of wood. And I threw it into the fire, and my head was going, fuck, 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 you know, don't react because yeah. all the kids are around. And I just stood, well, I just stood there with a bottle of beer, put it from my left hand, put it into my right hand, I was just going, because <gasps> my hand was on fire, man. Was it? Was yeah. it like properly burning? It was properly burning. <coughs> that, that, was, that was a major blister. Whoa, let pop- me look. Jesus Christ, I bet that hurt. Um, yeah, well, at the time it did. And then um, fucking just kind of um, it was okay and it was blistering I was, I was for about four or five days right <laughs> <the fuck? laughs> so, uh, four or five days it was fucking blistered over right and I was thinking I, I kept putting it in my mouth like because I wanted to pop it pop the blister I wanted to right but I was like no don't fucking do it don't do it Rob don't do it Rob yeah because when that goes when you pop a blister that's that then yeah it's but it, pop, it popped while I was working because of what I do mm-hmm. you know what I mean fucking around doing corking and fucking moving shit just popped and I thought and it all started coming off. And then it's yesterday, it's not feeling too bad now, but it's, it did yesterday feel like it was about 180 degrees still. Do you know what I mean? It just... Burns are savage. I hate savage. burns. They're yeah. horrible because you, there's n- there doesn't seem to be any relief that you can you can get. you just got to ride it out. There's nothing you can do. No. Nah. Nothing you can do. And then the other hand, I've just fucking sliced up, as you do, this hand. So my hand's pretty fucked at the moment. hand's pretty fucked. Yeah, that's what happens. Sometimes if you put it in a bonfire. Yeah, yeah, it's a good good thing to do. It's a good thing to do on a weekend. I tell you what, everyone, what you do, right? Have loads of Budweiser, and put your hand in a fire. Well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a proper like a uh, fireworks show, stroke bonfire night if you didn't get. Yeah, hurt. there's some someone gets burnt. Yeah, you got to be like partially deafened in one ear, or you got to yeah, set yeah. fire to your hand. Yeah, do you, or a fucking firework goes through the front window of your yeah. in your front so, room. So <laughs> yeah. Fucking, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Fucking, so, how can we forget the house burnt down? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you get, uh, there's always guaranteed an injury. Yeah. Guaranteed an injury. And they send them to us and they say, uh, you know, don't return to firework after you've lit it and stay 25. You know, we're all going to be pissed up lighting these. It's, yeah. The thing is as well, right, that I'm guaranteed to hurt myself because I'm so clumsy. I mean, today, okay, I had a few last night and I felt a bit funny this morning. As in, like, woke up and I was like, fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I opened the door and just walked into the corner of the door. Uh, yeah. And bang, I've got a fucking mark on my head now. That's how fucking thick I am. See, I just fucking is, walk um, into it. It's only early still. Well, I opened early, the door yeah. and I still managed to walk into it. It's all, it's all part of skill, mate. It's all part of skill. So where were you last night? Um, We've got to say, because uh, the if, you've, if you've looked at the fucking Facebook uh, page, there's... um. There's we got we got we got on Sky on Sky Sports last night. So yeah. I think we Rob explain yeah. it. The old uh, robots for eyes because um, they give you this piece of paper to write shit down, don't they? And you're not allowed to write things about fucking football and all that. Apparently, what's yeah. it for? It's fuck knows. Just so they can get you on the on TV. I think so. It's just like to say, hi Dave. You know what I mean, and yeah. all that. And sh- you can't draw cocks and stuff. I tried that. <laughs> They take it off you. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, yeah. They got bouncers which come around. I drew one with a cock on, spunk him right, one of that right, <laughs> and they come, they come over right, right. Cause they, they'll, they'll point out because they must be on, they must be watching it on a fucking monitor or something. So when you get well, one eighty, you do that, right? Yeah. And the backside of it, obviously, the camera's seeing it, and they, they come over to, it, they come over to you, and they'll take it off you, sort of thing. Do they say anything? Or they just say, "Come on, bloke, stop trying." No, they, they, they have a bit of a laugh, but they take it off you, basically. Oh, you know what I mean? But so you broke down. 
I wrote down. What did I write down? Um, robots. Listen Watch, to robots. Listen, for, yeah. listen oh, to robots remember. for eyes. You legends. You can't remember because you were levered. Yeah, yeah. And then I got this text message through saying we're on Sky Sports, <laughs> so I, put, I immediately put it onto uh, onto the Facebook page. And I, I, I couldn't I couldn't view it. I don't have a Sky Sports package, but anyway. Yes. Um. Yeah, it was good, man. I was just, <laughs> I was just drinking jugs of Carlin. Jugs, jugs of Carlin, peeps. Not, mis- not to a pint or a glass. A jug of Carlin to myself. Jugs. Just kept doing that. Yes. It's better though, isn't it? Because you can just drink straight out of the jug as well. well what's the point of going up yeah, and down to the bar? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the other lads there were drinking um, uh, Guinness and I had a jug between them and I had a jug of Carlin to myself, <laughs> as you do. And um, one of the other lads had like, I think it was like... Um, just a bit smaller than the jug, but it was, it was fucking massive. Anyway, fucking cider was like fair play. Cider, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. No, no, no. I'm not cider. cider. It's good no way. Yeah, I've had a good week though. I've been working hard, and then burning your hand hard. Burning my hand hard. Been working like day and night, except for Thursday, and I went out to have a drink. Ended up getting home about half one in the morning. <laughs> like I didn't expect it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just one of them. Thought, I'm gonna fancy a drink after work because I'm fucking bollocks. Well, I've been on a bender for about a month now. I think. Well, I've only been on the piss twice this week. But they have been quite reckless, you know what I mean? But I've been I've been grafting hard this week. Hard I've been working. You've got to let your hair down, mate. Yeah, exactly. You're allowed to do fucking that. Fucking shit-faced. That's the way it should be. Hello, so everyone. How are you all doing, anyway? <laughs> <laughs> well, I might as well press play when press record when you were telling you about how you burnt your hands, so that's yeah. how we got into it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Should we mention crack cushions? Um, I think so. Crack cushions, new collection, Grastichi, out now! And the new crack cushions video, which is called You Can't Shoot Crack Cushions, is on Facebook. Check it out. You can buy them on Etsy, find them on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and all good social medias. Disclaimer, enjoying crack cushions is normal. Yes. Totally normal. Fuck yeah. And also, about, about now, we always we mention people that uh, we uh, we like and follow. And, and usually we talk about Deadglass Design. I'm going to slightly change that now. Because uh, Sean... Because you uh, don't like him. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get fucking, we're not doing it anymore. Sean um, from Deadglass Design has... Uh, I've got a podcast up and going. It's called Carousel Sniper Victim. Oh, cool. And it's fucking really good. Oh, wicked, It's man. really, really good. Really I'll have well listened. Yeah, Carousel Sniper Victim. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've listened to a couple of episodes so far. One on a, uh, the Port Arthur Massacre, which was uh, basically... A it's it's straight up our street, straight yeah. away. Kill, massacres. And m- we just killed loads of people. And then uh, I listened to the most recent one, which is on uh, Catherine Knight, I believe. Hopefully, I'm not getting that wrong, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on Catherine Knight, who... Uh, um, Cooked, killed her partner, skinned him, and then cooked him and tried to feed him to her family. Like, chill. Oh, wicked. Yeah, he's proper fucking grotty. So, I've subscribed already. That's wicked. Uh, anybody that listens to us, go onto there, onto find them on iTunes, subscribe. It's fucking good. Yeah. Get behind them. They're great. I'm Do it. it. I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be on it. Yeah, got to be on it, man. And also, um, Lower Than Bones. Ben, as always, mate. Good old Ben. Check them out, man. They are on iTunes. Get, give me a bollocking in the in the week saying because last week I said I don't know if they're on iTunes. Is up. We're fucking on iTunes. Stop being a prick, Tom. Get it right. So they're on iTunes. Mate, I, ben, I agree with you. He's a dickhead. I'm, I'm, not, no, I'm not denying it. <laughs> <laughs> and send us some more tunes, Ben, so we can get some more uh, intro music done. Yeah, because that's quite cool, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't think of anything else I need to mention other than our contact details. <coughs> um, yes, robotforizeatgmail.com. And all of the things that you can be asked. Just type it in Google, like I always say. Just type in Robots for Eyes and it will pop up. And that's... Uh, and it's at Facebook, fucking Twitter, fucking Instagram, fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us reviews, send us your stories. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. We got uh, we got a message the other day from some company oh saying that we were on them or something. No, we what didn't. I don't what know. Some 
but we've had a few of them now where they just oh, yeah. just seem to just tag us into stuff and then yeah, that's it now. We're just on their systems. Yeah, they pick up our feed and then didn't we... Didn't even ask them. Well, well, can we, can we sue them? Can do whatever we like, mate. Yeah, should we sue them? What the fuck are you doing? Pricks. Fucking sue them. We can do them for putting us on, get them for anything. Actually, no, I just say pl- help us. Yeah. Put <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Help us, put more on. Anyway, we need we need some more beer from Brewdog, please. Meet more, we need some. Yeah, yeah, we need some. I've, I've got some in the fridge, but it's a bit early, isn't it, for that? It's about half ten in the morning. Yeah, it's half ten in the morning. I think it. I could do with it, to be honest. Might as well. Have a bit of a hair of the dog. Well, maybe after this intro, when we get back to the episode, Rob might be able to crack drunk. over the beer. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's fucking do it. Oh yeah, she she uh, liked it the other day, didn't she? Joined, yeah. joined the fucking clan. Yeah, so good well. on you, good on <coughs> you, Jim. How good on it? you. So this episode, um, I'd not heard of this case before. before well, I don't even it. know what we're talking about. So, uh, and to be honest, I, I wish I hadn't bothered finding this. Oh, one. is it wicked? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's a stri- well. <laughs> if I was grinning, is it wicked? <laughs> <laughs> sort of, but no. <laughs> at the yeah. same time, it's not like um, I, I don't know whether it's more horrific than anything we've ever than we've covered before but there's just something about this one that just I don't like well something about all of them I don't like but this one particular right. um, but it's a case of the um, the toolbox killers toolbox killers the toolbox killers mate, so that yeah. sounds good straight away yeah I wonder why they were called that yeah, that's a bit strange. Is it oh, they kill people with uh, spoons? Spoons, yeah. Well, I just loved them to death. They got the name because they spoon them to death <laughs> because they would. Um, Torture and rape and murder their victims with, with hand tools in the back of a van. Wow, just <laughs> proper proper like saw styley, but like better. Mate, they were fond of using hammers, pliers, ice picks in the back of the van. Mo- a mobile service, I like it. Well, it's a mobile torture service. That, do you reckon that would sell? Um, RB's torturing service. I mean, it would work in like a mobile or something. Can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. Well, if if these guys are here to buy it, they'd definitely buy it. If you could pimp a van and sell it to these guys to their specialty, they definitely yeah, they'd be on it. They had to pimp vans, mate, to get this shit up and running. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. It's grim. Anyway, let's talk about these fellas, <laughs> Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris. These are the fucks that we're talking about. They nice. worked together and committed kidnap, rape, torture, and murder of five teenage girls over a period of only five months. In Southern California. Oh, fucking hell. So they went, they went nuts for five months, basically. Yeah, yeah five months. They didn't, they didn't space it out over, like, a couple of years. They no. just thought, should we just do it now? Just rampage. Just went on a complete fucking rampage. Oh, cool. Five months, 1979. I suppose if you're going to do it, you may as well do it, you know, as, as quick as you can. Yeah. As many as you can. Go out of a bang, so they, to speak. They did, yeah. Yeah, they did. They <laughs> did. Several bangs. All right. It's a particularly rough story. I find it really disturbing for me to research. Because, um, I mean, there's the audio tapes 
They've, they've got, they even had audio oh, tapes. Mate, they went next level. Oh, uh, fucking hell. They made the tapes of the, of the of the tortures, the <coughs> rapes and the murders of these girls. Uh, I began by reading some of the transcripts of the recordings. And I can honestly say, mate, that I thought about scrapping the episode. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, <coughs> it's fucking horrific. I've not listened to the recordings. Um, you just read the, read what's some said of the on it. Tr- yeah, yeah. Some, a bit of the transcript. It's too horrific to me to listen to someone actually being raped and tortured to death for real whilst pleading for their the life. The thing is as well, that would have been played you in court. All of them would was. have been played in court as well. So <coughs> even with the families there and all that, even how disturbing it is, and you know this is the last moments of their life, it's recorded and they have to play it. Well, the um, it, you can find the uh, the YouTube clips of the courthouse and, and you there's the jurors are just up and leaving and running outside and puking up on the floor. Nice. Like, for real. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's horrible. If it was me, I'd be masturbating in the corner. <laughs> You'd be in the dock. <laughs> <laughs> There's a geezer called John Douglas. and he More. Just more. <laughs> Mate, honestly, you wouldn't. There's just a transcript just alone. It's just like, uh, like, next level. Like, horrible. Especially when you hear what how they did it and what happened to these girls. It's, yeah, just, it's, it's just it's it's shocking. All of it is horrible and it's just... It doesn't to me. Things like this don't seem real, but it has happened. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so it's I'm, happening I'm now. having a bit of a laugh about it, but I'm, I, I really don't mean it towards any of the victims or anything. You know what I mean? It's just one of them things. Just, it's it's like a movie when you sit, yeah. when you hear these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You just think this cannot be real. Well, we're doing it in our own little way. Yeah, yeah. We're, that's why we're just telling you. I mean, you like want to hear about this stuff because you tell us you want to hear about it stuff. Yeah. So we're doing it in our way. Yeah. It's not any disrespect for anyone. It's just the way we fucking do it. Yeah. So anyway. Who are these people? We need to talk about the uh, uh, the killers, Bittaker and Norris first. Um, now we've got two mur- two guys to cover, two uh, two murderers here. So we're going to be uh, try and be as quick as I can. So if I miss anything, you know, whatever, do yeah. your own research. Uh, you're yeah. only listening because you want to hear the yeah. the grotty bits yeah. anyway. Lazy assholes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so Lawrence Bittaker, he, he was born on the 27th of September 1940 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He was put up for adoption when he was a baby because he was unwanted. That tends to be what happens when you get put up for an adoption. Yeah. It's just because you don't want them. Uh, he was quickly, very, very quickly adopted by... Um, I couldn't find the, the, the parent's <coughs> name. All I could find was Mr. and Mrs. George Bittaker. It doesn't really matter who the fuck they are. It doesn't. It's not important. It's only the names. Yeah. His dad, his adopted father, worked in um, aircraft factories, like aviation plants. And because of this, he was he was moving around a fair bit. Now, that's something we've heard in quite a lot of serial killer um, like episodes. That uh, their their early childhood is quite. It's it's very nomadic. They move around. A lot of them do. And this isn't the case. This is the case as well. <coughs> Again, his schooling was shit. Well, that's another thing that crops up. Uh, he wasn't interested. He just was not interested in school, but he was clever. Yeah. He, uh, when he was <coughs> at school, he had an, he did an I, IQ test, and he, he he got a score of 138, which is pretty fucking high. That is high, isn't it? I don't they reckon around 100 is meant to be a sort of average one or something, or well just I, below or something like. That. Well, I pulled up a bit of information <coughs> here just to give it some sort of reference point because I've got I've got no idea myself. But obviously, IQ is meant to measure as people's um, cognitive abilities, ergo intelligence. So, <laughs> where does his score fare in relation to the general public? You know, the average person. Yeah. So, an IQ between ninety and one hundred and ten is considered average. Yeah. Uh, over 120 is superior, and he had an IQ of 138. So apparently, he has a superior intellect, even though he's done some of the most unspeakable things yeah. that I've ever <coughs> heard of. But that got me thinking, man. I suppose intelligence and, and insanity can go hand in hand. You oh don't yes, definitely. I, I've a lot of the people who are insane who've done bad things. When you look look back at the murderers. They are all really intelligent. You get one or two which are like, I know, yeah. I'm a biscuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then most of them can put up a really good conversation yeah. and put lots of points forward and 
You know, I mean, they're quite, um, <coughs> like you say, they're quite interactive. Yeah, they are, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they've got it, their own way of pointing things out. And that it, some of it does make sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're but not... But they, they, are, they are clever people. Yeah, it's kind of like a... I wouldn't say it's a common misconception, but you kind of think of serial killers as... as, as well, they are crazy, but they're not stupid, a lot no. of them are, which is really disturbing. I know, <laughs> They're yeah. actually clever. How they can do that... <laughs> I suppose so they have to be, though, if they're serial killers, because if they're not clever, they only get caught, aren't they? You know what I mean? Well, these guys didn't do any pati- anything particularly clever. No, they they just went on a rampage, though. They it just, I think it just so happens that he is clever. <coughs> they basically went to fucking pimp my ride, didn't they, and fucking done the vehicle. So what, what are you doing? We just want like, some <laughs> sort of hanging thing for yeah. them, possibly for human shape, and then we want a saw and oh, mate, it's a few grim. screwdrivers and whatnot. It's, it's shocking <coughs> what they did. Anyway. Is it soundproofed? No, but they just turned music up in the van. All right. And they no, just I suppose to, that works. They went to remote roads as well. But anyway, Bitika, he dropped out of school when he was um, in 1957 at age 17. Now, I didn't really think that's dropping out. You can't drop out of school at age 17. Isn't that just leaving? Um, I don't know. I think it's different in America, isn't it? I don't know. Shows how much I know. I think it is different in America, I think. Well, after dropping out of school uh, at the age of 17, he had several run-ins with police. He was arrested for car f- theft and leaving the scene of a hit-and-run accident. And obviously, he ran away, which is evading arrest. So he was caught and he was in prison at 17 until he was 19 years of age. Uh, a few days after his release, at 19, he was busted again for car theft. Nice. And, and he was promptly sent back to prison for a further 18 months. He was sent in, uh, into a prison in Oklahoma. He didn't last in that prison for too long because he was constantly kicking off and being a full-on crazy person. So he was sent to um, a Missouri medical centre, so you can sort of see now. It's a bit of a... Um, yeah. It's not necessarily a prison system that yeah. this guy needs. He's only 19 and they're already putting him in medical prison. Mental, yeah. mental home in a way, isn't it? You yeah. Know yeah, that's, that's pretty... Uh, you know you know, you're fucked when you're getting sent to places like that. Absolutely, absolutely. So when he went, he got... He did an eighteen-month sentence, and he only served sixteen months before be, uh, six months before being released. Smart idea again. So in December nineteen sixty, he was arrested again in Los Angeles, and again in May nineteen sixty-one, and he was uh, for for carjacking and sentenced to one to fifteen years. What? What kind of a sentence is that? One to fifteen years. It's a bit of a fucking. Pecu- I mean, what is it? That's for, yeah. Hang on. There's no. Actual figure, it's just one to 15 years. Yes, but we've got you, and we're going to keep you as long as we want. That's basically what it is, isn't it? It's basically they're saying, they are basically saying, you're definitely doing a year, but you probably could be doing 15. He served three. And I'm going to let you out when we when we can be bothered. Well, he served three, that's all he did. Uh, And whilst inside... Do you you think, though, sorry, do you think the one to 15 years is because he was a bit mental? Do you reckon they've done that just on the cautious side to go, well, we don't know how he's going to be... I think he was just doing a lot of offensive offences, like criminal activity, quite close together. But it was, I mean, carjacking and stuff. Like it's bad stuff, but it's nothing. No, it's it's kind of a, quite a common thing, though, isn't it? Carjacking. I think they were like, you know, <coughs> potentially. Look, we can put you in prison for one year or f- up to fifteen. F- fix your Stop fucking, fucking yeah, yeah doing Stop fucking about. Let's get this, you know, let's get you on the straight and narrow. But when he was inside, they uh, he did a psychiatric evaluation that was carried out that determined him to be a paranoid schizophrenic and borderline psychotic. Right, so he had next to no control over his urges. Mm. So probably should keep an eye on this fella. Yeah, yeah. he's only young. <coughs> he's been in enough time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's, a he's already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they released him. Of course you did. That's what they always do. I yeah, mean, yeah. what's wrong with these people? You know, am I just being Captain Hindsight by saying don't release these release these yeah. people? The problem is though, it's 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 one of them things. Right, there's a thing recently on the news about some fellows nuts and the the um the 
group of people who let people let them out. You know, I mean, they go, I can't think what you call them. Like they, they just look at them and go, yeah, do you know what? He's not insane. Yeah. They said he was insane still, right? I said that we shouldn't let him out. And they let him out. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. fucking killed his neighbour. Yeah. He went home and just killed his neighbour. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So where, where, do you st- where do you stop with this insanity business? What I mean is, um, do you do you give him a, a long sentence and just say, look, mate, you're going to have to do it because you're crazy? Or do you do the the humanity thing, which is, you know, he may be insane, but he he is a bit crazy, a bit cooked, but he will get better. So uh, we let him out in the public just to I try and know. boost him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think if you d- you got to be sure that the way you're testing somebody um, to see if they're dangerous, you've got to be sure that they're not, not a threat to the general public before yeah. you really... But anyone can be a threat. You can never be 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, I could be a threat. Exactly. I could just walk out now with a fucking blade and start stabbing people. You know what I mean? If I wanted to. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Anyone can do it. Yeah, of course you would, mate. Of course you would, yeah. So, um, yeah. So they've basically said that he's a, he's, a par- he's a paranoid schizophrenic and he's basically a crazy person. Release him. In, yeah, release him. So in July 1967, he was arrested again and convicted for car theft and leaving a hit-and-run accident. I mean, this is the same thing that's occurring every time. Yeah, so yeah. they're just sort of throwing the same... S- he's getting away with it and he's not re- he's not bothered about going to prison. But he was sentenced to five years for this uh, most recent hit, um, car f- jack and hit-and-run. Um, so he was sentenced to five years, but he was released in April 1970. So he was in for three years. They didn't keep him for the full time. Another Correct. smart move. So he was out again in 1970. March 1971, he was picked up again, but this time for burglary and parole violation. And he was sentenced to six months to 15 years. Nice. Like, what, what, what? I mean, what is this? You'd think that they'd go like six months to a year or something, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ser- he served three years of that sentence. Um, so by now, the authorities have got his criminal record. They can see that he needs help, uh, you know, in, in many, many ways. And he also, also, they're also aware that the public potentially are at risk. There's a threat from this guy if they release him. So they released him. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Why not? Uh, and uh, whilst he was out, he was arrested again for stabbing a dude who worked at a supermarket. Yep. So fucking professor intelligence, what he tried to do is steal a steak, he shoved it down his trousers and left the supermarket. The employees um, saw this geezer, Bittaker, walking out with steak down his trousers, followed him out, tried to stop him, Bittaker turned around and stabbed him. Nice. To be honest, I mean, don't fuck with a man's steak, you're going to get stabbed. I'd stab yeah, a man yeah. anyway. To be honest, if someone said, you got a steak down your trousers, he'd go, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like saying you've got a rocket in your pocket. <laughs> so, so he stabbed the man over a fucking steak. This well, is the kind of geezer we're talking about. Yeah, top. Well, I would stab someone over a steak. Yeah, absolutely. The dude survived, and Bittiger was convicted of attempted murder and sent down yet again. What, for two months to 28 years? Yeah, from, from an hour to 3,000 years. <laughs> they so you can see now that it's it's going from carjacking to, to fucking stabbing. Where where was it? Pen- did you say Pennsylvania? He was born just in Pennsylvania. This is right. Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. But yeah, yeah. So his his shit's getting more and more intense. And it was during this sec this uh, stretch in prison after the attempted murder, the stabbing of this geezer at the supermarket, um, that he met a geezer called Roy Norris, who was also in the Slammer. We'll, we'll talk about Norris in a bit. Oh, match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, uh, how beautiful. So we can see now that he's doing increasingly <laughs> violent shit every yeah. time he's arrested, and he and and his stuff's escalating out of control. Yes. When inside again, he was given another psychiatric evaluation, which unbelievably rejected the finding that he was borderline psychotic and saying instead that he was just a classic sociopath. One of the psychiatrists doing the assessment called Bittaker a sophisticated psychopath. So, I mean, if that's sophisticated... But it's okay, like sophisticated, it's fine. But then when they say so- psychopath, I go, when someone says that and they're in prison, just leave them there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. So sophisticated. That sounds good. Psychopath. Them two words together Means is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who, who if it was talk? a dumb psychopath, you'd go, well, he's just, you know, you, you know, this person's just going to get fucking done over exactly. all the time. And but a sophisticated one make, makes me think that this, this cunt's going to get away with shit as well. If, it, you know, he will figure things out and sort it out. He won't just murder someone and, and then just go, oh, I'll just dump him there. Yeah, you know no, I mean? no, no, no. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so, I mean, after everything he's done, all the evaluations, the stabbings, the fucking break-ins, the carjackings, all the runnings with the law, all the warning signs are there, clearly visible. He was released. And he was released in November 1978. This was for a, a fucking attempted murder. They released him. And then uh, he uh, he's out on the streets, uh, prowling around, free to do what he likes. Nice. So we're going to move on briefly now. It's a little bit about Bittigan. Now we're going to go on to his partner in crime, literally, uh, Roy Norris. Now, he was born on the 5th of February 1948 in Greenlee, Colorado. He's slightly younger than Norris Bittigan. He was conceived out of wedlock. Dun, 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 oh my dun. God. His parents apparently had to marry to avoid the social outcry and horror surrounding a child born out of marriage what? I know what's the fuck what's the big deal you know what? it's the big deal Sean's born out marriage isn't it, you know it's, it's not a natural thing really it's just fucking just we've made it up so it's fucking nice having up. a kid at any mm. time without marriage which isn't you know is, yeah. is fucking normal yeah who gives a fuck yeah Doesn't I matter. suppose it was different back then yeah because apparently he's, if he's out of wedlock it's uh was it a bastard they call him? Yeah, well, he was a bastard. He was a fucking proper bastard. Yeah, <laughs> proper, a proper bastard, yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's all bollocks, that is, isn't yeah, it? With yeah, the old, uh, you going to have him yeah. win long? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's really bad. What? So if I just put my name down on a piece of paper and so I'm married to her, it's okay to have the yeah, baby? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine, totally fucking fine. Fucking bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, whatever. You know Fuck what I mean? you all. Stupid. <laughs> well, um, Norris's dad, he worked in a scrapyard, so like he's really just like um, a professional pikey. And his mum, his mum didn't have a job. <laughs> professional pikey. That's what it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. His mum didn't have a job, and she was a stay-at-home mum and also a drug addict. A professional pikey. That's what it is. I like it. He's got a couple bits of scrap metal. No, 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 no. This fellow's got a whole yard. He's, he's a professional pikey. This is fucking top-notch Did pikey, he have a caravan in there? Probably. A couple of dirt bikes? More oh, than likely, mom, yeah, we would probably be fucking around with cars, them, trailers, the lot, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. So, like, obviously, his mum's, uh, sh- his dad's obviously working in in the uh, in the junkyard, being a, a captain pikey, and yeah, captain pikey in the gang, and his mum bare knuckle fighting. Yeah, he will be. The back, yeah. yeah, yeah, he will be. Oh, God, has to have a fade. And and his mum's just a basically a crackhead. Um, she's oh, a stay at home. Well. What is a stay at home mum? Stay at home crackhead mum. Yeah, stay at home mum means. Looking after the kids. That's all it fucking means, isn't it? I was going to say I want to be a stay-at-home bloke, but I don't if you're looking after kids. I'd rather just go to work. Stay-at-home mum. I don't know. Someone tell us what it actually means. Tell me your point of view on that fucking situation. Let us know, Robots Rise. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure, like, I mean, so you've got, like, in your mind now a picture of uh, his dad is a scrapyard... Pikey. Pikey. His mum is... A crackhead whore. A crackhead whore. uh, and uh, And the family didn't want him. Yeah. They really didn't want him. They spent most of his time in, in foster care. Now, he did occasionally live with his parents, though. How nice, isn't it? You yeah. get to occasionally live with your parents. So I don't ro- think I'd want to live with them if no. they're like that. I don't think they'd want... I don't think... I think they're happy that he didn't yeah. live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Roy, Roy I bet Norris... I bet they were pissed off when he turned up, you know what I mean, for a day. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Again. We have to <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah, him up yeah. once. So Roy Norris says his childhood with his biological parents was, was hor- horrible. Um, he said he was constantly blamed for shit he didn't do. And when he was in foster care... He says his life was equally as shit. He he was neglected. He remembers not having enough food, did no clothes, and, and he was also raped by a lot of foster care families. Oh, well. So it's a cracking start to a young and hopeful life, yeah. this. <laughs> Rob, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of, um, 
It seems to be that way, doesn't it, with most, most of these fucking murderers. It seems to be they just have a bad childhood and then it's obviously tapped in their head. They just they obviously yeah. just go, fuck the world, basically. Yeah, bad childhood, fuck the world. Just as a, a real opposite effect that spins them out the wrong way if you could put an equation on it it would be it would be bad childhood equals fuck the world kill everyone and just do what the fuck bad you childhood want equals future out of control yeah when he was 16 he tried to talk a female relative into having sex with him and she was like what the fuck bruv nah out <laughs> you go now obviously trying to fuck your cousin or your you know a female relative it, no matter who it is it's never a, what, a good thing. No. And obviously this misunderstanding got out and Norris's old man found out about it and he wasn't best pleased. Ah, pikey. Yeah, yeah. So he's got his fu- he's got a kid that he doesn't want who's now trying to fuck female he's relatives. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he threatened him with a, an almighty beating. Now Norris was having none of this. So in response to trying to rape a family member <laughs> and being caught by his dad, he stole his old man's car and drove into the mountains where he injected a syringe full of air into an artery in, in his arm in an attempt to kill himself. What? <laughs> I bet his dad wasn't expecting that no, as a fucking no, reaction. Yeah. Fuck me, yeah. I know, yeah. That's crazy. I was expecting it? you to say, like, he, he just fucking, like, drove his car off a cliff and then just went, your car's down there, man, no, and just drove it off or something. Syringes of fucking air straight into my bloodstream. Fuck. Yeah, that's. I mean, he's got no real fucking regard for himself, is he? Oh, he's doing no, it's is horrible, it? isn't it? Oh, it's just thinking about it's just fucking horrible. It's gross, isn't it? Yes. So anyway, after trying to have sex with a family member and the suicide attempt, his parents told him and his sister, uh, his younger sister, that they were both unwanted. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So that's what they say as soon as he gets back from fucking doing this. And they said that uh, they're only married because they need to be married because they've got kids. And when they're both... Um, are of 18 years of age or more they yeah, were going to divorce off. and go oh, right. yeah, yeah. go their own separate way so his whole family was fucked was just uh, a, was a lie a, yeah it wasn't real I mean why why would you say that to someone you know Pop what I mean you just dis- you're just shattering them they're already fragile they don't reality. give a shit though do they? that's why yeah. none of them give a shit do they no it's not good it's not good mate so he joined um, he joined the United States Navy when he was 21 uh, and he was actually sent out to Vietnam. He didn't see any combat. They fucking should have sent him out because he probably would have won the war single-handedly for him. Yeah, fucking hell, yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's so done with his tools in the back. He's <laughs> yeah. across. What's that van doing? <laughs> <laughs> he would have just been smashing people with hammers, man. Yeah, yeah. When in Vietnam, old Big Roy, uh, he, he, he didn't because he wasn't seeing combat. He wasn't actually scrapping. He wasn't out there, luckily for him. Uh, he just got stuck into drugs. Nothing else to do. Mainly heroin and weed. Yeah. Uh, he didn't become a heroin addict, but uh, he, he did become a regular user of marijuana. So was that something to do with his psychotic behaviour? Mm. I doubt it. In November 1969, Norris was arrested and charged with both rape and assault and an attempt to commit rape. Nice. So now we've got another guy doing horrible, horrible things. Apparently, he tried to force his way into a woman's car to, well, you know, Slipper one. Yeah, <laughs> slipper one. Uh, and um, three months later, undeterred, he then tried to deceive a woman into allowing him into her house. Okay. I don't know why deceive. What is he going to say? Like, I'm going to fix something for you yeah, that you don't well, need yeah, fixing. I'm a, I'm, yeah, I'm the, the plumber. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Classic porn scene. The woman's I'm not... I'm the plumber. <laughs> <laughs> the, the woman's not having it. Yeah. She's, got, she's not letting him into the house, so she calls the police, uh, you know, and uh, <laughs> he was arrested before he had any chance to give her a, to, to harm her. Um, so less than three months after that offence, the police are obviously aware of who he is. He was he was diagnosed by a military psychologist with a severe schizoid personality, and he was given an administrative discharge from the navy under terms labelled as psychological problems. They just wanted him out. Yeah, they yeah. knew that he was <laughs> a bit fucking tapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't need that cunt on the guns. 
So in May 1970, whilst out on bail, he attacked a female who had been who he'd been stalking. Now apparently he approached her, smashed her on the back of her head with a rock until she fell to her knees, and then he didn't stop there. He just grabbed her by the back of her hair and just continued to smash her face off the pavement until she was unconscious. Uh, he was arrested and charged with assault with a deadly weapon. Is the pavement a deadly weapon there? Oh, I suppose so. And the rock. The rock's a deadly weapon, but yeah, but if you bang someone's head off the floor, could you say you've used the world as a weapon? The, the earth was a deadly earth weapon. The earth used, used the world as a weapon. Seems like it to me. Well, he was sentenced to five years for that at a mental hospital. Um, now, when he was uh, diagnosed in there, he was they would call him a mentally disordered sex offender. Nice. That's how, That was the label. No fucking shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't let yeah, him yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking, fucking Christ, you can see what yeah, he's capable of. He's a mentally disturbed sex offender who's a psychotic. Um, we'll let him out in the next year. What? Yeah, he's bashing females' heads off the floors whilst after stalking yeah. them. Ha- what did he do? Yeah, he grabbed a stone and started attacking them from behind and started banging their head off the floor. He'd be like, this geezer needs to stay in for a long time. You're not allowed out yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. It's just, it's, it's, it's merci- merciless. Merciless? Oh, yeah. Is that a word? Merciless? Yeah, of course it's a word. Merciless. He's merciless. He's merciless. He's a horrible fucker. It was no mercy attack, wasn't it? You know what I mean? You got to you got to look at how bad the attacks are. And when it reaches a certain point, when you're just caving someone's head in with a fucking like a rock, you go, "This geezer, don't let him out." If if someone chinned someone and they went down and and then you, they chinned him again, or you know what I mean? You go, "Well, it's not too bad." He's you know they've had a little bit of a ruckus, blah blah. But this geezer just fucking went nuts. Yeah, he did he went nuts? He he went completely nuts. And these are the type of cunts you don't want to let out to go nuts again. Because they will just do it again it and again and again. Exactly. So, um, so obviously knowing that that he's dangerous and not to be released, uh, they released him in 1975 okay. yeah. with five years probation, having de- having been declared by the doctors. <laughs> five years probation, like, like it's going to mean anything to him. It you know what I mean? It's just, it's just some words. It's like me going, "All right, Tom." Well, the Tim, he's just going to give a fuck about five years probation. Does he? He's just no, goes, he doesn't care. What does that mean? I don't care. The doctors said that he they described him as an individual who was of no further danger to others. What? I'd like to have a chat with them doctors because yeah. if if Norris had smashed one of their child's heads into the pavement, yeah, do you think that? Do you yeah. think they'd say that he's of no further yeah, danger exactly, to the public? Yeah. Fuckers, you know what I mean. Anyway, so they let let him go. Three months after his release, three months he approached this twenty-seven-year-old woman and offered her a ride on his motorbike. Um, so a random geezer basically just turned up to you in the street and said, "Do you want to do you want to have a go on my motorbike?" I mean, how the fuck did he think that was going to work? It was never going to work in a million years. Bizarrely, she declined, and uh, Norris was... Oh, what? Really? Yeah, I know, it's weird, isn't it? I always get approached by people saying, do you want to go on my motorbike? It's common. All the time. It's common. Every time I walk down the road. He he wasn't having this when she declined. Parked his motorbike up, walked (laughs) over to her, grabbed her by the the scarf that she had around her neck, wrapped it around her neck seven more times, and he told her that he was going to rape her in the bushes. Oh, well, I've, I've had that plenty of times as well. <laughs> now, to be honest, that's the reaction I would expect if you said no to a motorbike ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is just a standard issue, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. isn't it? You're so going to try and rape me? Yeah. So oh, okay. <laughs> fearing for her life, the woman didn't resist the the arrest, uh, uh, the, the rape. Sorry, uh, as is as is the case in a lot of these uh, horrible instances, you just got to go along with it. Because I suppose. You yeah, because what they're capable you, of doing. Yeah, that's it. I suppose it's well, you, you're in shock as well, and I imagine, like you say. You don't know if they're gonna fucking kill you. Exactly. So if you let them do it, they might just fuck off. Then. Yeah. Just even yeah. though it's brutal and horrible. Yeah. But if you start resisting, you might just get fucking bitch slapped into the middle of next week. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> you might get away with your life. Yeah, yeah. So she did actually report this this rape, um, and the police weren't really able to do anything uh, about the, the, uh, identifying who it was until this woman actually recognised his motorbike parked up. 
like several weeks later and noted the number plate. She called the cops. He was arrested for it. And one year later, he was tried and convicted and sent to prison in California for this. They got him. And it was whilst in prison, serving time for this for this rape, that he became great friends with Lawrence Bittiger. <laughs> you see, that you shouldn't probably lock these crazy people up together. I don't you know think. I, I, mean? I think. I think there should be. I know they do have mental hospitals for people with psychopaths, but you know, there's people who are borderline psychopaths who, who are in normal prisons and all that. Are we borderline psychopaths? Yeah. And they just they feed off each other. Well, they do. This is what happened here. I mean, these two guys stuck up a, a real, real solid friendship, apparently, and they bond over sexual fantasies, including um, their fantasy of murdering one girl of each teenage year from 13 through to 19. Yep. And, they, and they even said that they wanted to do this when they got out of prison. Okay. And they were quite open about saying it. Probably did, not they say it did they say it to the people who le- released them? Yeah. We were thinking about releasing that's good because we're going to fuck girls from the age of 13 up to 19. Uh, yeah, you can still go. Well, uh, let <laughs> yeah. me look at your report. Oh, you're of no further danger to me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, what's what's this bit about the children and, you know, you're what fucking. You? Oh, oh, yes, we've got a plan. Me, me and Johnny, yeah. whatever his name is, uh, we've got a little plan here. Um, We've got it written down and we've got a good organisation going on here. We're going to start bashing young girls and just go up the years. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, okay. We can let you out. Your report says you're safe, mate. Yeah, so yeah off fuck you it. Go. Do what you want, mate. So they, <laughs> so, so they released. They were both released in due time, uh, and they hooked up on the outside. Now this is where the clusterfuck started. So obviously that was a little bit about their early life. I know it was a bit long, but there's two guys here, and it's important to see that they're both fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah you got to see both both their bring the the way they were bring up them. Yeah, you got to see it. Oh yeah, I mean you can see how they devo- developed a mindset. Uh, nobody cared about them. The world's against us. It must be like this everywhere. So fuck it, let's go nuts and fucking nuts. They went nice. The killing started when Bittiger was 30, uh, 38 and Norris was 31. All of the women they picked up and killed would have been safer, literally, if they were fucking tried to have a fist fight with a, with a tiger. Yeah. I mean, you'd have more chance of surviving because these guys were going to fucking do it. It was horrible, mate. They, they had literally no chance and they were put through some of the most shocking stuff that I've ever read, mentally and Well, and the fact they're recording it and, you know, I was in like the... the, the, the recording the audio and all that it shows you how they planned it right big yeah. time yeah. and they're just getting off to it all the time because why would they yeah. record it otherwise like, oh, do you remember? Yeah, let's listen back to that yeah. let's listen to them yeah, in pain um, begging for mercy yeah. that's probably what it is they yeah, just want was. them to feel like gods don't they that's exactly what it was that's yeah. exactly that's what they try and do they'd get people to do that and record them so uh, Bittaker and Norris picked up approximately 20 young women and girls in the weeks and months leading up to the first murder but they didn't hurt a single one of them Okay. Well, they, they they sort of did it as like um, a run through, a rehearsal, if you will. Okay. And um, you know, trying to find out what what pickup lines worked, where's the best place to find young women, and, and also where to take them. They stopped at beaches along the Pacific Coast Highway. They talked to girls and took pictures, a fucking shitload of pictures. When they were arrested, they found that they had approximately five hundred Polaroid photos of just random women. So oh. they've been really really creepy. Yeah, fucking yeah. They the, they also found a remote road that had a gate that was locked off like up in the mountains to stop trespassers from entering now what they did is they removed the lock themselves put a new one on fitted their own so like if anybody did see it it, the lock hasn't been disturbed yeah yeah it looks completely normal and also they've got a key now if if no one ever goes there how would people know they drive drive past and go is that lock still on it really it's a different lock and they've got access that's but it's well i say it's quite clever that's what they fucking did and one of the first things they had to do after um getting this lock change was also buy a van and uh, equipped it for their needs okay um which they did bling it 
out if you will. Yeah, <laughs> pimp like my ride. Like an A-team, basically. Uh, what they did is they um, they called the van, actually. They called it the Murder Mac. And uh, they uh, installed a bed in the back. Um, the Murder Mac. Murder Mac, yeah. And, and in the back of the van, they, obviously, there was, a, there was a bed. And under the bed, they kept toolboxes filled with hand tools. There was ropes, duct tape. There was a cool box filled with beer. Obviously. You've so got to have a beer while doing it. It's a creepy it's a creepy fucking van, if you looked in the back. Yeah. You, you'd is there pictures it. of it? Is there? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's loads of pictures. Yeah, yeah. It's not nice. The Murder Mac. The Murder Mac. So the day of the first murder, which the first one actually happened on June the 24th, 1979. They left their houses at 11 o'clock in the morning. They were starting smoking weed and drinking beer and just prowling around all the tried and tested places that they practiced at, looking for teenage girls. The first victim they found was a 16-year-old girl called Lucinda... I hope I'm pronouncing the second name. Sheffer. I think that's Sheffer. Right. Something like that. Yeah, well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I apologise to you, but you're dead, so you can't hear anyway. But anyway, she was last seen walking. I've got to say, the van's fucking cool, man. It is a cool van, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, this girl, um, young Lucinda, was last seen walking uh, to her grandparents' house. She'd actually been to a, like a Christian uh, like youth centre meeting type thing. Now, according to what we know... Lucinda, or Cindy, as she was known, was, yeah. was walking along the road with a thumb out looking for someone to give her a lift to her grandma's house. Yeah. Um, fortunately for her, Lawrence Bittaker was driving a van behind. Now, they stopped and offered her a, ri- a ride. Now, she wisely refused. Yeah, that's, that's, that is a wise thing to do. She sensed something was up, but Bittaker and Norris were having none of it. Now, apparently, what they did is they let her continue walking down the road a little bit further until she in a more secluded spot. They then drove over to her again. Norris opened the side door, bundled her in. Now, they, what they did is they played music really, really loud so no one could hear the screams. Yeah. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they played music really loud so no one could hear, like, the fight, the scream, the banging. And whilst the music was blasting, they duct taped her mouth shut and they also duct taped her arms and her legs together, basically putting her totally in their hands. And she was complete, utterly helpless. Yeah. When they've got you, you're utterly helpless. Now, Bittica then drove the van to a more secu- uh, secluded road, the road that they changed the locks on. Um, which is out, I think it was out by the San Gabriel Mountains. Um, the only thing left at the side of the road to I- indicate that any form of struggle had even occurred was, was a foot, uh, sorry, a shoe. Um, right. It was Cindy's shoe was just left. So they drove her off with this girl in, panicking like fuck. Once they got to this secret road, they pulled um, over and got this poor, poor girl who was bound and gagged out the van and yeah. dumped her. Oh, fucking hell. And dumped her on the floor outside the back of the van. So yeah. she's out actually out on the floor now. Right, yeah, yeah. Because um, they're so remote, no one's, no no one's, one's yeah, going to be around. Doesn't matter, yeah. They removed the tape from her mouth, but left her arms and her legs bound together. And then they started drinking beer, smoking weed, and, and then having a conversation with her. They just started talking to her. So this poor girl's fucking, what the fuck's going to happen to me? Yeah, in yeah. the middle of fucking nowhere. These ge- geezers sitting down, chilled out now, having a beer. Yeah. I'm tied up. Yeah. They're talking to me like they like f- it's normal, yeah. in a way. They duct tape my mouth shut. If I was her, there's again, a bed I'm, in I'm, the back. I'd be like, I'm definitely dying today. There's a be- the bed in the back. You know what I mean? This isn't looking good. So what the guys did, uh, they claimed to have got bored. They were asking the girl to strip naked. Probably a bit difficult when you've got your fucking arms yeah, tied yeah. behind your back. Bitika apparently took a walk, leaving uh, Roy Norris to spend an hour or so raping and torturing this girl. Uh, I think at the fir- this is the first time that they'd done it. I don't know whether they were comfortable doing it in front of each other. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, have a go, and then I'll be back in an hour, and then I'll have a go. So yeah. when Bitika was off having a wander around, Norris was, was raping her with hand tools. Raping her with hand tools? Yeah. Torturing her. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also... 
was forcing her to like suck him off and he was just being, he was just fucking raping her and yeah, just yeah. being a horrible cunt but like after an hour or so Bittaker he came back um, he t- tagged in you know Norris went for a walk and he started raping her repeatedly now the two men spent apparently the rest of the whole night taking turns in raping this girl beating her up hurting her talking to her mentally torturing her you know what I mean? It's fucking insane, isn't it? They said that this poor girl, Cindy, knew she was going to be murdered. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I said. I said, I know I'm going to be murdered now. Well, get this. It's just so fucking mental the way the situation is, isn't it? She even asked if she could pray before being killed, and they said no. They're horrible, mate. It's, it's awful, man. This poor girl was raped and tortured with hand tools throughout the night, knowing that she was going to die, and oh all she God. wanted to do was pray before she went, and they weren't having it. Um, so they got bored with her. And Norris apparently, he tried to strangle her. For, he he went in first to kill her. Um, he, he he was strangling with his bare hands and he failed. He couldn't do it. Not because he bottled it. He just had poor technique. He just, yeah, he just yeah. couldn't fucking actually physically. He couldn't physically do it. Uh, apparently she was making horrible noises, you know, gurgling and shit. And it put him off so much he had to he had to stop and go and puke up himself. Oh right, okay. So, so it's, even it's like he's starting to realise, even though he's he's not going to, because obviously he carries on doing it. Yeah. There was a. <laughs> A bit of a bit of pain in him. Yeah, yeah. Towards it, but he can a bit of empathy, but probably not for too yeah, long. Let's be honest, though. It's not really much empathy if you're sitting there strangling someone. You go, "Fuck." Yeah. I better stop doing this after you've raped him for hours and hours. Hours, you know. Fucking overnight. So yeah. bit, obviously, Norris struggling. Bittaker took over, um, and he said that she, she, he, he was struggling as well because she kept moving around, and he said it was a lot harder to do than it looked on TV. All right. Okay. <laughs> so in the end, both men had failed with their hand. I mean, come on, you know, it's not. It can't be that hard. No, I can fucking do it. But anyway, but the they, thing, the they failed with their hands, and they, this girl's the, the thing utterly is, fucked yeah. by now. The thing is, in the movies, when you see it, right, when they're getting strangled, they go <coughs> for about two seconds, and they're dead. Yeah. So it's, like, it's not like like a, a two or three minute no, thing, it, which exactly. which I imagine it would be yeah. at least. <laughs> it's, it's not fucking good. No. So failing with their hands and not wanting to try again because it just seemed to be causing more grief than it was worth what they actually did is they got a white coat hanger out of the van and wrapped it round her neck right and twisted it with um, pliers at the back until it became like like basically like a garrot until it was so tight it was actually cutting into the skin obviously that killed her after a couple of minutes Fucking she died yeah. they wrapped her body up in a shower curtain and uh, threw it into a fucking valley and just left it for the animals that was the first fucking... Fuck you know. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? I bet she was so... Obviously, she was terrified, obviously. Yeah. But, like, they're strangling her. I bet she thought, this is it now, right? Yeah. And then he couldn't do it, and she's back again. And then and then the other fella's doing it, and she's going, it's got to be it now. You know what I mean? It must be so much torture. You just, yeah. You'd want to be dead, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you know 100%. What I mean? And then that doesn't work. And then they get a metal wire out, and you think, oh, for fuck's sake. This is what I mean. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is why it was so difficult, because... Just kill me the first time, you cunts. I mean... The um, the, it wasn't these ones. It's the latter ones where there's transcripts of. I mean, I can't read them. I yeah, literally can't. Yeah, they're they're horrendous because it's the words for word. It's the words that these people are saying that whilst they're killing a girl, mm. and it's the words that she's saying like, "Please don't do this yeah. to me. I don't want to die." Get and that like, out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so two weeks later, on Sunday the eighth of July, um, they picked up another girl, eighteen-year-old Andrea Hall. Same method used. Drove along Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. Literally hunting for her, spotted her. She was hitchhiking. Don't fucking hitchhike. Yeah, just just hitchhiking. don't do it. It's simple, isn't it? Now they said that she was the perfect girl for the day's fun. Like she was a cute blonde. As they approached her, another car pulled up in front of them and gave her a ride. So they were like, "Fuck, we can't wanted get her. her." Yeah, yeah. Undeterred, they suspected that at some point this the car that she was in would pull over and let her out 
And yeah. then that would be their moment. So they, what they did, they followed the car, and indeed, it stopped. She got out. Bitika drove the van over to her and offered her a lift. Um, to her, it looked as if he was the only guy in the van. Because yeah. Norris was in the back, in the back yeah. hiding under the bed. You know what I mean? What? So uh, she got in, unfortunately. And once driving, Lawrence Bittiger said, just help me go around the back if you want. Get into the back of the van. There's some, some booze in the, yeah. you know, in the in the cool box. Help yourself to um to, to a drink if you want one. So she went around the back, you know, completely innocent. Uh, and uh, while she was there, Norris jumped out from underneath the bed, grabbed her. Normal shit, as we said before, a fucking fight broke out, and she's quite feisty apparently, and fought back, and she caught Norris off guard, and he wasn't expecting her to be as, as yeah, um, yeah. She thought he was just gonna give in, sort of as thing. Tenacious as she was, yeah, and so he ended up fucking like Muay Thai style, kicking her legs from underneath her, like fucking leg, fucking, kicking, yeah. leg kicking her down to the floor. When he was on, when she was on the floor, he he jumped on top of her, just used his fucking weight because he's a bloke and she's only a young girl. Uh, taped her ankles, taped her hands. Um, you know, totally at her mercy. Uh, you know, she's 18. Yeah. Imagine how terrifying this is. No, knowing what's happening now, there's yeah. a bed there, and now you're getting attacked. Jesus just come out from under the bed, and now you're getting attacked, and you're, t- you're tied up now. She would have known, man. She yeah, would have yeah. known. She Definitely. fucked up, but there's nothing she can do. She's in there. Yeah. you just got to deal with it now. Um, I don't think they appreciate her fighting back, because when they reached the, uh, this abandoned road again, according to them, they didn't bother talking to her. They okay. didn't want to talk to her. They were angry that she fought back. Yeah, and so they got straight to work. They ripped all her clothes off. Which is fucking horrific. This is what gets in my head, man. It's like, it's the mental, mental torture, the mental side oh of God, it. Oh yeah. God, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, a physical torture. Okay, fair enough. It's going to be painful and all that, but it's the mental torture of knowing that it's happening and you're going to die. Yeah, that's the thing that uh, you're going to die yeah. today, and you know that. You know what I mean? It hasn't happened yet, but you know it. You it's know what I mean? It's clear, isn't it? It's obvious. The next time you get out of this van, we're going to kill you, and it's only a matter of time, and we're going to choose how long it yeah. is, and we're going to fuck with your head yeah, the until, whole time. Yeah. We're going to talk about your family to you just to get more reaction at you because we want the reaction. You know what I mean? So both men raped and tortured her for many, many hours, um, ignoring her screams and pleads. So when the, when the rape stopped, Bittaker dragged her out of the van and told Norris to go and get some beer and mm. leave him be with her. So so he did. Norris, well, fuck it, whatever. I'll go out. He drove out, left Andrea Hall with Lawrence Bittaker, and he was gone for a, what, whatever amount of time. When he came back, apparently Bittaker was sitting down at the side of the road looking at Polaroid photos that he took of her. Now, Norris asked where she was, what's happened to her, uh, and he told he told Norris that basically um, he said to Andrea that I'm going to kill you and I want you to give me reasons why I shouldn't do it. Yeah. What a horrible cunt. So Andrea's like basically saying, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Reasons not to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Pleading for a life. And Bittica told her that he didn't. Th- I don't think your reasons are good enough and I'm going to kill you anyway. What? All of the time he was taking photos of her pleading and begging. You know what I mean? He got a great deal of pleasure like capturing expesh- expressions on her face when she realised she was going to die. And yeah. that's why he was, d- he was photographing them moments. They're the bits he wanted. What a fucking crazy, horrible Some maniac. F- feeds off people's terror, mate. That's fucking bad, that is. To kill her, he went to his toolbox and got an ice pick out. I told you it's fucking rough, mate. Uh, He told Andrea what he was going to do so she would become terrified. He told her what was going to happen to her and photographed it. He rammed an ice pick through her right ear so far it went into her brain. He pulled it out and then stabbed her through her left ear with the ice pick. Uh, Even though she'd been stabbed twice through the fucking ears to the hilt of the fucking Mm -hmm. thing into her brain, that didn't kill her. It didn't kill her. 
Um, so, um, but she was fucked. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, you were getting yeah. out of that. So, Bitika strangled her to death. You should put coat hanger and strangled her to death. Threw a body over a cliff and leave the body for the um, for the fucking coyotes to eat. Fuck's sake! <laughs> you know what I mean? Ice picking someone's head. Do you know what I mean? It's just I can't understand. I, can't, I mean, they are thriving. They're getting energy out of the terror that they are causing. What did everyone think he's going, come on, man, I wanted to have a go. Yeah, he did. Did That's he start going nuts with them? He was really angry. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you fucker. I wanted to kill her. So what they did then, they took a two-month break from killing. Not not because oh, yeah, they yeah. felt bad, but probably because they wanted the air well, to cool you need off. A, you need a break, don't you? You know, when, when you're busy killing, you <laughs> need a break. Hard. When you're working hard, you know what I mean? You want to you take uh, yeah, oh, some time off. So two months after the last murder, which was on July the 8th, so they waited until the 3rd of September, approximately two months. Once again, they were cruising up and down the Pacific Coast Highway looking for hitchhikers in their usual tried and tested way. When they spotted two young girls at their bus stop, at a bus stop minding their own business. Now the girls were 15-year-old Jackie uh, Gillingham and 13-year-old Leah Lamp. So <laughs> shit's starting to escalate mm-hmm. now. Yeah. This, this is not a nice one. No. So <laughs> don't I mean, imagine when there's two of them, it, it actually gets worse. Well, they're picking know, up yeah. children. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about children mm. here, so don't fucking listen if you don't want to hear this because it's not nice. And uh, the girls got in; they they suspected nothing. They yeah. suspected nothing because they're only young, young and naive. It's not their fault, but their naivety was exploited yeah. by these fucking psycho murderers. Um, so essentially, they they pulled up again and said, "Do you want to lift to the be- beach?" Um, they did. They got in the van. They're not suspecting psychopathic murdering rapists, no. are they? No. They're little kids. They're not suspecting no. this. Oh, you you don't think that you wouldn't think that, would you? Though at that age, you no. know what I mean? Yeah. So, th- so they get in the van. Didn't think anything was. Going wrong until they realised that it wasn't heading towards the beach, and they yeah. were like, mm, "What's going on here?" Um, now they're fucked here now. Two two yeah, young yeah. girls do not stand a chance against these two fucking psycho murderers. Yeah. So they asked where they were going, and the two guys told them that we're going to a secluded spot just to smoke some weed and have a couple of beers before heading to the beach. Now at this point, they wanted out of the van. Yeah, yeah. They knew that fucking. They knew that this, this, yeah, this, this ain't right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not Norris was trying to shut them up apparently because they were getting a bit irate now that scared them even more because why is he trying to calm yeah yeah. yeah. why is he trying to calm them down um it's because he was getting excited yeah yeah. he knew what was coming yeah yeah. and they hadn't got a fucking clue no so lawrence bittaker pulled the van up uh, behind some tennis courts apparently they hadn't got to this their like secluded road Um, and he got out the front of the van and walked around the back to join norris Uh, at this point knowing that the van had stopped 13 year old leah lamp took her chance and tried to open the door and get away yeah. Fuck this! Yeah, I'm off. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. This yeah. is fucking next level shit. I'm getting out of here. I suspect because of what happened that Norris is probably expecting this. Yeah, of course he was. He wouldn't have left them on their own otherwise. He's done it for yeah. a thrill to catch him, hasn't he? He had a baseball bat. So when Leah Lamb got up, he just fucking teed off on the back of her head and just <coughs> took her straight down to the ground. Oh, that was a good noise. That one it was. It was a very yeah. good sort of impression of a baseball bat on skull. That was. Yeah, yeah, it's good noise. <coughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so he's clubbed her. She's gone to the ground. Now, <laughs> yeah. obviously, Jackie Gill- Gillingham, she's she's seen this. Yeah, she's yeah. only 15. Now, now, she's fucking out, man. We're yeah, in the back of a van yeah, fuck, with a fucking fuck, bed. Fuck, You've fuck, just been fuck, clubbed fuck, with a baseball yeah. bat. I'm getting the fuck out. Yeah. So she she actually got into a brawl with um, Roy Norris, uh, fought him off. Bittaker was outside the van at this point. She opened the door and made a dash for it, screaming her tits off as loud as she could, knowing that her life depended yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. And so did Leah Lamps. Um, and she ran and ran and ran. Bittaker chased after her, and in his words, he says, I punched her in the face as hard as I could. 
I'm not laughing because obviously he's done that. I'm just laughing at the fact that it's just been said, how he said yeah. it. I punched him in the face as hard as I could. You're talking of a 38-year-old man nuts. lamping a 15-year-old girl full blast in the face. Uh, poor, poor technique because mm. he didn't knock her out. He just, yeah. <laughs> he just dropped her. Uh, and, well, the situation's back under control now because yeah, yeah. she's out the, the van, the, the, but yeah. so on the floor. He dragged her, threw her back into the van. Leah Lamp's in the van after being smacked around the head with a baseball bat. Now, what's fucking nuts about this whole situation is whilst this was going down, hitting the girl with a baseball bat and punching another one in mm. the face, there were a load of people playing tennis at the tennis courts who saw everything, saw everything. and didn't do anything at all. What? They only knew this had occurred after the murders had happened and they were like able to go, hang on, you remember that day two months you'd ago? Fucking, you'd go up to them, wouldn't you? If you saw that, and you know it's a 13-year-old girl has been hit with a baseball bat by a, a nearly 40-year-old bloke. And everyone's just been and absolutely just, pugment yeah, to the face. In yeah, while him. running away screaming for help. Help my life, my yeah, life is not, killing yeah, me. You know wow. what I mean? Why aren't they doing anything? Why aren't they going fucking, come on, let's do them. You know what I mean? Different times back then, mate. Different times. So now the girls are both are taped up and completely subdued and at their mercy. So they headed up to the San Gabriel Mountains where they knew they weren't going to be bothered. So it's important now to note that Norris and Bittiger held these two girls captive in the van for two days, nearly two days, constantly raping and torturing 15-year-old Jackie, but only torturing 13-year-old um, Leah on, on account for her age, apparently. Oh, yeah, like, that, like it seems like they care about stuff like that, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Both, both of these girls went through literal hell, witnessing each other's assaults, the beatings and the rapes. Now, Leah, who was only 13, was screaming and panicking so much like, I mean, as you could only you imagine. You can imagine, yes, you say. It's not like, it's not like, you know, what are you, why are you screaming? What's wrong? She was losing her shit so much and like really starting to freak out that she was completely uncontrollable and that what they actually did was force tranquilizers down her neck just to try and sedate her, to calm her down. Let her fucking go. Yeah. Cons. Um, but yeah, they were getting more sophisticated with, with their um, their operations this time. Um, and it seems that they wanted to keep as much of this experience alive as possible. So Bittica took 50 Polaroid photos of the, these two two girls, man, mm -hmm. in uh, various positions. And he photographed the rapes and the tortures. He particularly liked photographing their obviously terrified faces and recording their screams for mercy. Now, what he'd also what he'd do is he'd inflict horrible things on them using pliers and hammers and wire coat hangers just to get the response that he wanted for his cameras. He claimed to have enjoyed the high-pitched screams that a team makes when in abject terror or agony. That's horrible, isn't it? Mm. So after two days of hell in the back of the toolbox killer's van and being subject to acts that I cannot even imagine... I mean, I really can't. It was time, apparently, in their logic, time to kill them. So Norris um, asked Bittica to kill Jackie uh, Gingham first because she had been cooperative. She's actually gone along with it. Let's, yeah, get, yeah. let's get her out of the way and let's do it quick and do it fast. Um, like, you know, a, like a, like a, what do they call it? Mercy. Yeah, mercy killing. I don't know how it could mm. be a mercy uh, killing. It's not a mercy killing. But She was going along with it because she wanted didn't want to die. Yeah, yeah. She was trying to stay alive. Now... On Norris' request, let's kill her fast. Bittica refused, saying, look, man, they only die once. Why waste it? So in front of the traumatised 13-year-old Leah Lamp, he got an ice pick and stabbed it into Jackie's head in through into her ear, in front of the girl, the other girl, as far as it could. Obviously, it didn't, it didn't kill her straight away, because we know it didn't last time, and I suspect that's probably why he yeah, did, yeah. he wants to keep her alive. So when she's dropped to the ground, he wrapped a coat hanger round her neck and then twisted it with pliers again and then basically garroted her to death. Now, could you imagine being a 13-year-old girl seeing that, locked in the back of a fucking van? Knowing that you're next as well. Seeing that happen to, to your friend. 
and you've been locked up in it for two days, so you've had tortures, and then you see that, and you think, well, you definitely am going to die now because they just it. fucking murdered the other one. Yeah, it's it, that's that's basically what it's like. Now, apparently, Leah Lamp was pleading during the whole ordeal that she wanted to remain a virgin. I, I think it's because that I don't I mean. <laughs> It's just, this is what disturbs mm. me about this. It's just so. The thing is, though, you say you say that to these people, they're gonna do the opposite, aren't they? In other words. Well, it's like she just basically was saying she d- wanted to die a virgin because she didn't want to be brutally raped like the mm. girl who was in front yeah, of her, yeah, yeah. like fucking two feet away from her, getting stabbed and hit. Yeah, and she was strangled. The other one was the only one who was getting raped and stuff. She was minimising her own hell. Yeah, I suppose at that point. But anyway, after killing Jackie in front of her, Bittaker and Norris opened the van door and said to her, you want to remain a virgin so you'll die a virgin. Now, Bittaker started to strangle her with a wire coat hanger whilst Norris beat her to death with a sledgehammer hitting her in the head seven times. Now, these two young girls' bodies were thrown down a ravine, obviously again for nature to uh, to take its course. The whole thing was recorded with one girl witnessing the rape, torture and murder of her mm, friend. No. I told you it was a rough one. That's um, mm. unbelievable. Uh, uh, it was that that section I found was hard to hard to um to research and and I've left stuff out. Yeah. I've left loads out from that. It's just that brutal. It's fucking shocking, mate. And they struck again though on Sunday the 30th of se- um September. Uh, they kidnapped Shirley Sanders. This time, same same method. They're, you know, they're not changing anything up. They they grabbed her, got her in the van, raped her, and it seems that they let their guard down because she actually escaped. She got out the van mm. and reported it to the police. She gave descriptions of them. That she didn't have any number plates, and the police were at a loss to who it was. Yeah. And and this rattled Bittaker and Norris because they've got somebody to seen them. Somebody seen the van. Somebody seen the tools, and they've got away. They mm. didn't like that. So the fifth and final victim was kidnapped on Halloween night. Now, this was 16-year-old Shirley Ledford. Now, she was high, uh, hijacking, uh, oh, sorry, uh, hi- hitchhiking, trying to attempt to get a ride when, mm. the, when the van pulled up next to her. And it's late evening on Halloween night, quarter to 11 approximately, and she was apparently happy just to get a lift somewhere. It seems to be, a, uh, it must have been a common thing back then. Hitchhiking. Yeah, it must yeah, have I mean, been, yeah. because no fucking way are you doing that now. You know what I mean? What what is all the hitchhiking? Anyway, so she's got in the van. She's actually happy. She's getting a lift. Um, this time though, the two murderers, the two fucking horrible cunts, wanted to mix things up a bit. So instead of driving up to the mountains and that remote road mm. where they usually went, they decided to to do what they did whilst driving around the streets of LA through the city. Oh, so they're doing it through the streets. Yeah, yeah, like literally at, tra- at traffic lights and stuff. So this girl knows that sanctuary rescue is just fucking there. Yeah. You just can't get to it, you know what I mean? Um, I did it for kicks. I just have to have done that for kicks. Yeah, well, it is. It's, it's how, how I suppose, you know, you get people who like a bit of danger and they try and push it to the limit, and that's, that's what they're doing, aren't they? Well, it's what it seems that way, yeah. So, once again, this was recorded. Um, and I, this is, um, I don't know if the tape is available for this one. I fucking hope not, but the transcripts are. I've not searched, but I've read. I've not actually searched for the audio. I, I can't. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the transcripts are so shocking that I'm not going to read them. Now, okay. usually, no, you know what this show's yeah, like. Yeah. We'll just fucking read them, but I can't. They're, they're just awful. I mean, for instance, it starts with Bittaker turning on the recorder and severely beating the shit. I mean, all this is you can hear. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, you can hear like you know objects hitting flesh. Uh, it, it starts with him just beating the shit out of her screaming scream louder scream louder and now she's obviously trying 
to 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 satisfy them by doing what yeah. they say, but it, but it's not enough. So in the recording, um, they took a pair of pliers from the toolbox and started tearing flesh off her body. From the autopsy reports, they started with her nipples and her vagina. Fuck. Do you know what I mean? That's why I can't. I read that. I was like, no fucking way are we playing trans. Pulling skin off. Yeah. All the time, the tape rolled, and they can be hear, they can be heard screaming. You know, shout more, scream more. <laughs> you know, you can't imagine no. what that would have sounded no, no, like. No, I mean, no. even Bittaker said he said you th- you can't imagine how ho- how loud someone screams. It, you think that the Hollywood films are like the most blood curdling screams are accurate. But he said that's nothing compared to somebody who's actually yeah having their fucking nipples ripped off with pliers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. He's not going to sit there and go, oh, I'm going to say it. You know well, I mean? get, well, to get her to scream more, fuck, Bittica picked up a sledgehammer, right? Whilst Norris was raping her, he started smashing her elbows to pieces <laughs> on both arms. Oh, my God. Now, the recording that was running at the time picked up 25 sledgehammer hits on her elbows. Mm. The poor girl was screaming in agony for mercy. I mean, she's being raped and attacked with a fucking, fucking sledgehammer. <sighs> you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. So after hours of constant hell, yeah. this girl was just so fucked. There's nothing... I mean, she couldn't... There's she no can't fight move, in she her. She can't do know, anything. Yeah, yeah. There's no use to them from her anymore. So, so they killed her with a coat hanger and pliers, obviously, around the back of the neck. Yeah, they, 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 all these murders have the same method they keep to, don't they, to actually finish them off, yeah, so they to do. speak. If it works, just keep doing yeah. it. Uh, but this time, because they were driving around LA, they, they, after they killed her, they, they didn't want to chuck her down a ravine up in the remote mountains. They chose instead to have um, what, what they wanted was a, a public display of her body. So what they did is after mutilating her and smashing her to bits and shit, they dumped her on a beach, just square out on the beach, public beach, and the body was discovered the very next morning. So this is some of the injuries that this particular girl sustained mm. now bearing in mind this has happened to every single one of these girls yeah. and this isn't even all of them this is just some of the uh, of the yeah, injuries yeah. she uh, she was obviously hemorrhaging she had compression marks around her neck confirming that strangulation was cause of her death yeah. when they say compression they mean just basically cut because yeah, it was yeah. a wire coat hanger she pulled around her neck uh, her face her head and her breast showed signs of blunt force trauma caused by when the men were punching her and hitting her around her body the linings of her rectum and vagina were ripped open and torn apart from pliers. Her elbows were completely smashed up and destroyed from the pounding they took from sledgehammers. Fuck. Her fingers were cut and there was puncture wounds in her hand, most likely caused by like random stabbings from the ice picks. Also, her wrists and her ankles shown um, shown marks of, of being bound and gagged. Uh, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, enough of that how harrowing that is. Um, it was also a big mistake dumping her body on a beach because now the feds have got her body. Yeah. Um, you know, throwing them down ravines. And I know that it's not just, she hasn't just collapsed from natural causes. Yeah, she didn't <laughs> just fall over. <laughs> you imagine that? From natural causes, yeah, elbow shattered, you know. Natural causes whilst falling into a toolbox <laughs> and <laughs> cocks. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, they, they they fucked up by putting her on the beach because when they were chucking the damn ravine bodies down ravines, the, the animals, like you animals were taking them away and there's no, no body. One's, no one's gonna. It's gonna. Someone might find the body, but it's gonna take time. But yeah. now they've actually got one. But it wasn't this that got them caught. It okay. wasn't this that got them caught. What happened was Norris blabbed. He started talking. Um, I suppose to do what he did and not being caught made him probably feel untouchable. 
like he yeah. was some sort of fucking god, but he was wrong. Uh, the error was made in early October that year, 1979, before 16-year-old Shirley Ledford's body had been killed and dumped on the beach. Um, Norris ran into an old prison friend called Jimmy Dalton. Now, he openly bragged to Jimmy about the murders. He voluntarily told him how it, they, him and Bittaker killed the first four women. He told them about their injuries. Now, Dal- Dalton didn't believe it, a single fucking word of him because yeah, yeah. he'd been to prison with him. He's like, yeah, you're just a fucking scumbag. I know what you're like. You're yeah. just talking shit. Um, he didn't think anything of it until Shirley Ledford's body was found on the beach and the injuries being reported at the time in the press closely resembled what he was saying, what he was saying um, that, he'd, that they'd done on the previous four girls. Now, he reported this information to the police who were investigating the recent found body on the beach and because Dalton said that Norris had used a van, this jogged the investigators' memory to the case of Shirley Sanders who got away from that rape yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and said that they were in a van. Now, she, uh, the police were aware of Norris and Bittaker at this time. So when Jimmy Dalton came forward and went, these two guys that I went to prison say they did it, they had their records and they had pictures of them. Yeah. So they showed the pictures to the um, to the woman, Shirley Sanders, who got away from the rape and went, was it these guys? And she went, yeah, it's fucking them. Yeah. And then that was it. Fucking game yeah, over. That's it, yeah. And they were busted. So after a short trial, I mean, evidence was overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. You've got a van, tape recordings, recordings, yeah, and all sorts. Fucking Polaroids. There was um, bits of um, girls in the van. There was jewellery. Evidence was everywhere. It wasn't exactly like mm. a hard fucking yeah, yeah. trial. On February the 17th, 1981, Lawrence Bittaker was found guilty of the five murders amongst many other fucking things like rape and assault. And he was sentenced to death. Yeah. But he's still alive and well in prison to this day. And and Roy Norris, he was sentenced to life in prison and he is still alive today. So once again, these poor fucking victims, the families <laughs> whose lives have been completely destroyed and shattered... They don't get anything. That that's it. They're fucked. But meanwhile, these guys are alive. Yeah, yes, they're just there. Yeah. And they they're spent they spent most of their lives in prison. They really have. So to them, it's would normal. You, would you want? Would you want them dead? I don't really know. Um, I, I don't think I, I would. Th- I think I. The reason I would say not because they're they're not living the life they want to live. So uh, they might. Then I don't know though. They might be. Mm, I suppose they've been inside most they of their life. They might like it. Yeah, they might like. Yeah. I don't know. I think there are some fuckers which just need to die. There are some evil fuckers. Yeah. The problem is, if someone had done that to a relative of mine, uh, I wouldn't say, "Oh, I don't know if I yeah, want to." I'd, know, I'd say, yeah. "Just yes. lock yeah. me in a fucking room with them, and then give me a fucking toolbox and yeah. a bed, and then we'll see what happens." Yeah. And then, I'd, but you know what I mean. But then you're just as bad as them because yeah. you want to inflict exactly what they did on them. Is that right? Is that wrong? I don't fucking know. Mm. Um, it's, it is wrong, isn't it? But. Because you know it is wrong. Cause like you say, you're doing you're doing exactly what they're doing. But <laughs> you've got you feel like you have a right to do it though, because yeah. they've destroyed your family's life. You know what I mean? Mm. Taking away, I don't know, sister, brother, and or whatever in a brutal fashion. I mean, you know pe- what I mean? imagine if you were told that like your your brother or your sister was was murdered, right? And they were murdered in such a brutal way because they'd have to tell them. You know what I mean? It's not like they they yeah, hide it. Well, if we know, they know. You go, what the fuck? Where the, where are these cunts? You'd you know even I mean? com- you'd, you'd even want to do dead, you? You'd even want to get inside. You'd even want to come into prison. What do yeah, I have yeah. to do? Nick yeah. a car, nick a car, get me in prison. I'll fucking get him. Yeah, I don't know, man. But people take justice into. I mean, it was only the other day. Um, there's a lot of problems. I mean, it's probably the same everywhere. With like tool theft out of vans, people just breaking into fucking vans. My yeah. fucking um, 
driver's side locks dented where someone's tried to, to break in. And obviously, there's a lot of equipment in vans. You lose that, and you're fucked. Now, some guy apparently broke into a van somewhere in England. That's a bit of a tangent, but it's but it's kind of not, because yeah. you're talking about, you know, if someone had done something to you, you want to get back on him. Mm. Geezer's copped him, breaking into his van, and he was with his mate, and they were like, hey, who are you? What are you doing, son? Grabbed yeah, yeah. him, gave him a bit of a fucking beating until the police came, and uh, killed him. Killed him? <laughs> they killed him. They beat know. him to death. <laughs> the coppers turned up, and he was dead. They were like, uh... He just killed a man. <laughs> so shit can get out of yeah, hand, yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but these he, fuckers killing, doing that to women, nah, man. You, yeah, that's planned though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Look, with those people, with the geezers getting his car robbed or his van robbed, that wasn't planned no. on their side to kill him. They just wanted to beat him up sort of thing. It wasn't like they woke and went, I know someone's going to rob our van today yeah. and I'm going to fucking beat him to death. Yeah. It just spur of the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, While yeah. their one isn't, because they planned it. They were driving around, looking for things, taking pictures, finding out spots to go to, knowing their torture method as well. You know what I mean? It's well, to me, it's almost like, do, do you should you should you inflict on them what they inflicted on others? Mm. Sh- should you go, all right, you fucker? What we're gonna do is we're gonna start put your elbow out, put it on that fucking metal table, and we're just gonna go and get a sledgehammer and smash your arm to pieces. Yeah. I mean, is that right or is that... Because that's what you want to do. Yeah, you want to see their reaction to it, wouldn't you? You know what I mean? How does it feel? This is happening to you now. You that's know crazy, I mean? isn't it? Would you get one to watch the other one? Because they've done it to... Yeah. You would, wouldn't you? You'd have them there and you just go, right, we know how you've done it, so we're going to do 26 slaps. I say, I say, fucking, I say chain them both up in a fucking room and then uh, give me a toolbox and I'll go in and fuck them up. I'll just fucking... <laughs> put them in a giant oven and just slowly heat it up until they die. Remove their arms and their legs and then keep them alive forever. Yeah. They can't even wipe their own ass and just leave them on the floor and go, there you go. There you go, you little fuck turds. You fucking horrible cunts. Uh, it's just a shame that, that, you know, lives can be taken in such awful, horrific... Well, th- this is happening now. no reason, yeah. It's, it, 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 yeah, you're right. It'd be happening this very second somewhere. As we're talking, someone's having that done to them. It's crazy, isn't it? It's fucking horrible, isn't it? Mm. I found that was a really rough one because Horrific. particularly um, like when 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 they've got the girl al- a girl alone, it must be because they're fucking trying to scare you. They are doing everything they can to fuck you up to get a reaction. Mm. So when you're by yourself in the back of a van, chained to a bed with these two maniacs, it's fucking awful. But also then when there's two girls, two fucking little kids, and they've got two fucking kids in the back of a van, man, mm. they're doing this. I don't know, man. I just find it really disturbing. I mean, Awful. It's it's it's, oh. it's just grotty, isn't it? It's not it's the best. No. Don't take a moment to meet your parents. Yeah. Not that you would anyway. Can you check out my van? No. <laughs> I do not want to check out your van. <laughs> Should we wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap it up, man. All right, then. If you want to contact us, just find us wherever you can find us. Robotsrise at gmail.com or just type it in Google and message us through one of the social media sites. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Helps a, a lot. And... Uh, have a good fucking week, everyone. Yeah, we'll see you on the flip side with one that isn't as violently horrible as that. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Take it easy. Have a good one. Bye.